Are you tired of the same boring and bland coffee flavors week after week, year after year? Why not try something new and fresh from Bean Quest Coffee? They have flavors like Brazil Peaberry and my personal favorite, Bali Blue Moon Organic. A dark and complex coffee with an exotic and syrupy body and hints of chocolate, vanilla, and spice. Seriously guys, check them out and when you do, make sure to use our promo code 10biscuit at checkout for 5% off your order. Join us on a quest for better coffee today at bean-questcoffee.com. Thanks. Hey guys, Tin Man here. Welcome to another 10 Biscuit Reviews podcast. Don't forget to check the description for useful links or reach out on Twitter at 10 R or email 10 Reviews at gmail.com. Thank you. It means a lot to all of us. Without further ado, let's go on with the show. Doing well. Ready to talk about more lizard people. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> So many things. Holy moly. I know. We just uh, scratched the surface on last episode, I felt like. Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> Dude, it, there, there's so much to this. So, <laughs> makes me want to cry. <laughs> it's so such much a crazy, crazy amount of stuff. And yeah, I think we kind of talked about it last time, but it's like there's just there's layers upon layers. It's and like so an onion. Like, yeah, you try to decipher one thing and it's like you have five new things you have to wrap your brain around to dig into. Yeah, it's crazy. And I was looking into the the hollow moon and hollow earth tonight and I'm like, dude, this this is wild. <laughs> <laughs> this would make a great movie. Oh, I I listen to way more David Icke like podcasts oh. and televised conferences than my brain just feels like <laughs> full of David Icke theories right now. So you just got, you got to purge them, Biscuit. You got to get them right. into this podcast and then you can live your life. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do we want to jump right in? Yeah. Okay. Yes. I hope we're all ready for it. Um, I'm ready. I think so. I think I'm ready. Okay, good. So <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, the hollow moon slash hollow earth theories are we talking about both of them because i did research on both of them i did research on both of them yeah yeah Yeah. i think maybe we should start with hollow moon if you guys Mm -hmm. want because i feel like that's the kind of like the source (laughs) of our of everything else that that we're going to talk about okay maybe that's a good place to start all right um awesome do you want to start us off since you're the guest with some hollow moons and lizard people yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think we touched on it like a little bit last time. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, you know, we have our reptilian David Icke talks about. Um, and one of the big things he's kind of talked about is, and this is, seems to be a constant thing. It's not just for the reptilians, but that uh, that they the that the human mind basically they're manipulated from the moon. So I think part of the theory was that the lizard people can't actually like be on earth they're in a different dimension so they use the moon as almost like a spacecraft slash like interdimensional portal and they're uh, i know right (laughs) (laughs) um and then they they're kind of in charge of that portal to um manipulate us so that's kind of like the key into the reptiles that i suggest that uh that's that's the the connection is the hollow moon there um he's he's kind of gone on to talk about some other things about the hollow moon so he's suggested that it's yeah it's just the earth and the collective human mind they're manipulated from the moon the moon's a spacecraft too long didn't read um and it's this interdimensional (laughs) portal that the reptiles control um but he also has this other theory called the moon matrix did you guys look at that at all yeah, well, I think that's tied into kind of how the lizard people are supposed to be manipulating us, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the moon matrix is what's essentially like scrambling our brains, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, I think he calls it a uh, a broadcast from the spacecraft that is the moon to the human body. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, I guess he they try to target... Um, the left hemisphere of our brain which is what like you said biscuit like scrambles our sense of reality essentially and so he's like we're living in a dream world within a dream world a matrix within the virtual reality universe 
and it's being broadcast from the moon. So unless people force themselves to become fully conscious, their minds are the moon's minds. So <laughs> wake up, sheeple. It's okay. <laughs> so one question I have. Um, so this moon matrix theory, mm -hmm. right? It's like a virtual reality, right? Yeah. Essentially. So does that like tie back into the life as a simulation? Yeah. It's like exactly Goodness, like the dude. Matrix movies. <laughs> yeah, so it's when I was listening to him, it almost it, I felt like I got conflicting information because he actually referenced the Matrix and kind of talked about that virtual reality esque like thing happening, mm -hmm. but then he also described it as uh, sort of like a, an illusion. Okay, so. Yeah. It's not that we're in some sort of virtual world, but everything we should be seeing is masked by this illusion that they're like, they're essentially casting what they want us to see into our brains. Yeah. So I was kind of confused as to like what the better comparison is. Is it more like virtual matrix or is it more illusion based? <laughs> yeah, it's. Um... It's hard to say because, yeah, he kind of toys, toys with it back and forth <laughs> yeah. quite a bit. Um, yeah. Um, it's it's all very odd, you know? I mean, <clears throat> so if you think of it like, um, if you think of it like it's, like you said, it's like being broadcast or whatever mm -hmm. to our brains, um, I think they touch on that in an episode of black mirror don't they do they uh, i mean not lizard people and stuff but like broadcasting what they want us to see into our brain i think so if not i had a very vivid dream yeah <laughs> or i'm a lizard person confirmed i think we confirmed that last one yes yeah i think yeah we're pretty sure we did last time <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny that it's in a matter of national <laughs> security. But I think that's a pretty, I mean, if it wasn't in Black Mirror, it's, I feel like it's a pretty prevalent, like, science fiction theme is yeah. the, the mass manipulation of people via some sort of broadcast or uh, the Twilight Zone probably did it. Uh, I'm sure there are plenty of other, like, pop culture sci-fi things that have touched on it but right mm -hmm. yeah. oh, that's mm, i don't like it <laughs> i don't like it i'll just say that i don't like it well what's what's kind of trippy to me is that if you think about so the lizards are in another dimension mm -hmm. and they're broadcasting through through our real dimension but then what we see is sort of like uh, a manipulated dimension within itself so there's like layers upon layers of manipulation essentially <laughs> yeah from these alien lizards yeah i mean it's <laughs> it just keeps coming back to that it's like an onion you know there's yeah. just so many uh, I, I don't know i don't know it, it's all almost <laughs> too much for my brain to like comprehend at times um <laughs> because like i mean you know you go through your research and everything and you know you come across the moon matrix you come across um you know lizard people using they're, they're like it's like a like a spacecraft or whatever mm -hmm. to travel between earth and the, the hollow moon and it's just there's like there's just so much you're just being constantly bombarded with like new ideas like oh you think that's enough well let's add in this and then they like add in something else it's like oh that's enough let's add in this and it just like keeps building and building and building and well, on that note actually yeah. sorry Tim, no you go ahead yeah. say on that note um Ike's, so he's talked about the moon matrix but then he's also come across with this new theory or like newer theory from one of his books in like 2012 mm -hmm. called the saturn moon matrix did you guys see that at all i did yes okay yeah so it's basically uh 
this concept that the rings of Saturn, which she believes were created by reptilian spacecraft, are actually the ultimate source of the signal, but the moon just functions as like an amplifier, basically, because it's that little like jump in between. Right. And so he suggests too that like the the frequencies that get broadcast from that storm on Saturn um, are amplified through the hollow structure of our artificial moon, keeping humanity trapped within a holographic projection. So I guess he thinks it's like not so much the matrix, but almost like what you were saying, Biscuit, earlier, like just kind of a facade. Facade. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's... Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's going back to the onion. It feels like every time we talk about something, there's like five other things on top of it. <laughs> but yeah. I, guess to, I guess to kind of like narrow it down a little bit, because um, I do want to talk about the moon itself. Yeah. So listening to David Icke, he had a lot of interesting comments about, um, I guess, reasons as to why uh, the moon, or I guess re the reasoning behind why he thinks the moon is fake, essentially, or hollow, or this um, you know, spacecraft or portal. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I wasn't able to check all of his, all of his references, but <laughs> he, cause he talks about like generalized, like scientists, science says this, or, you know, back during this year, these scientists discovered this. Mm -hmm. Um, but apparently according to him, uh, there have been several incidences or like scientists reporting, on the moon and about how it's it's easier to like disprove the existence of the moon than it is to prove that it actually exists yeah so like don't actually know a whole lot about the moon there's a lot of uh questions into like why the craters on the moon look like they do yes so like just kind of narrowing it down onto the moon itself i don't know if, if you guys want to talk about any like interesting concepts about like what what other people besides David Icke have talked about in terms of the moon, dude, yeah. dude. So <laughs> I just want to quickly say I know Tim and you're ready to go. I think the one bullet point I just want to say for that, and then it's like pedal to the metal. Um, <laughs> just like in terms of like yeah, the science saying there isn't any like there's just there's no apparent scientific consensus on how the moon was formed. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, so that's where like I've heard it before. There like. NASA scientists are more like, I can prove it to you easier that the moon doesn't exist than it does exist, which is which just is wild. crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so crazy. So <laughs> in my in my research, I'm sitting there and I'm looking up like hollow moon stuff and hollow earth stuff. And I come across this video. Right. And it's this video of these astronauts talking about how they launched a probe or rover of some sort right oh, apollo 12 yes yeah, yeah yeah and it hit the earth or the the, the surface of the moon mm -hmm. and for what they say like 12 hours or 24 hours or something like that it reverberated like a bell so they said the first time um so they did it purposefully they purposely like launched it in there um to help it sorry they did it purposely sorry to like uh understand better the seismography of the moon and how it kind of reacts to those kinds of impacts um and so yeah the first time they did it they said it reverberated reverberated like a bell like you said for about an hour so saying it was ringing so not only have they suggested that it was ringing i think audibly but also um on their seismography they saw it reverberate and then it happened again in Apollo 13, and they did it intentionally again with a heavier vehicle, and they said it rang like a gong, but for about three hours. So apparently rocks can, like, resonate. Like, they do have that ability to have that kind of a frequency, but mm -hmm. obviously not to that extent. Well, yeah, I mean, we've all seen tremors, right? Come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on. But another... Another quick note, real quick. Did you guys know yeah. that the, the, the technology for size, like seismographs hasn't changed in like 100 years? Really? Like They're pretty much the exact same now. Like They're a little bit more modern, but for the most part, they're still the same. 
That's wild. Interesting. Yeah, that's what I that's what I was gonna say because I feel like I'm usually more on the um uh non-believer side of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I feel like it's you know you hear these astronauts talk about this they're scientists they're legit you know explaining this phenomenon and to me it just it feels so easy to say man like could like it makes total sense you hear this giant gong sound like it's the same kind of sound something makes when it's hollow but i don't know it's just to me it's it's cooler to think hey here's this phenomenon that we just might not understand yet that <laughs> yeah like, I don't know it, it kind of, it's kind of reminiscent of I guess mythology so when you when people were talking about things they didn't understand they would explain it in terms that that they did understand right yeah. and so looking back we're like oh you know when these people were talking about this like this is the actual natural phenomenon that was occurring right um so to me, it's just actually kind of cool to think there might be this phenomenon uh, that we just don't understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Rather than like blowing this up into like a huge hollow moon, like lizard <laughs> aliens. I don't know. <laughs> oh man. Maybe that's just me, but I I see what you're saying, and I, I tend to agree with it. Um However, I will say that it is odd that all of the craters on the moon, or for the most part, the majority of them, look about the same. Like, they're the same depth, they're the same, you know, all that stuff. And that's just a little weird. not saying that it proves that it's, like, made of metal or anything, like I've heard. You know, it's made of metal and it's hollow, and the reason that all the the craters are the same size is because it's just denting the metal. Um, Yeah. Well, that's what David Icke was talking about was actually the the um, uh, composition of rocks that were taken from the moon mm-hmm. and about how they have like high concentrations of um, different compounds that are normally found in what it wasn't iron. What was do you guys remember the compound that was in the moon rocks? Was it Neptunium? I know it's super dangerous. Yeah, it was like some kind of compound not normally found in nature, but only found like after being exposed to like nuclear power or something like that. Um, but that there are like super high concentrations of it on the moon. <laughs> Let me see if I can find out what it is. But um, I mean, speaking of the moon being metal, um, but that's yeah. kind of, I think, where they were going with that. There's, you know, the craters are actually dense. <laughs> You know, yeah. this this is actually a spacecraft composed of some kind of metal, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, isn't... I mean, that, that's, you know, that's another, like... Not exactly the same, but it's it's kind of another, like, science fiction thing, like in, um, you know, Star Wars or whatever, they confuse the Death Star with a moon. And yeah. so, like, to think that the... De- uh, not the Death Star, the moon, our moon... The real moon the Death Star. Yeah, is a spacecraft. It's kind of like you know, like it kind of fits, I guess, with the the idea if we're keeping like a science fiction type theme. Yeah. Um, but I think that it it might be hollow. I don't, I don't know. It definitely ain't made of cheese, though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> tell you that for sure. I think actually like on the topic of like the rocks too, Biscuit, there was something I saw where they suggested that like the degradation of the rock is also different than what it should be. So there was kind of suggestions that the moon is actually older than it should be. Um, So that that degradation of rock is different. So it would suggest that it's older than Earth. Um, but like one thing that they kind of suggested that over like kind of overruled that theory was that well we have a lot more like seismic activity on earth like there's a whole lot more of a turnover process with Mm -hmm. our geography so there's also stands to reason that it kind of would get more the rocks would get cycled through more back into like the earth's surface whereas Mm -hmm. the moon doesn't have that so it would just stay on top of the surface Mm -hmm. So, I, I don't know. It seems like an excuse to me. 
<laughs> Seems like an no. excuse. <laughs> no, keep... I don't know. I mean, it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how else you would attempt to explain that, though. Yeah, you know. Um, I mean, I guess another question is, and I, I don't know the answer to this, but how do they know the rocks they examined are not from something else that potentially like collided with the moon? Yeah. So what if they're measuring point. compounds that came from something else? I Good don't know. Point. Good point. There may, there may be a way for them to like confirm that. I'm, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, they did. Wasn't it recently that the astronaut died because he inhaled like space dust? That it, sounds. Like, didn't it happen like a couple weeks ago? Did it? I, I think so. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think so. I, I thought I saw it on Reddit, but um, well, that could be all I needed to say. <laughs> Just yeah. gonna say, wait a minute. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I guess they, he had like inhaled the dust from space rocks okay dog i need you to move thank you i don't i don't see anything about someone dying i recently, love you but, but there is stuff go. about um like the adverse health effects from lunar dust exposure that's what i was just looking at yeah. that it's super toxic apparently yeah. to human cells which is yeah. very is uh, slightly alarming <laughs> because the lizard people it's for the lizard people not for us that's yeah. true oh, that's yeah. why come on guys Wake up! Get with it. Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> Wake up, sheeple. Come on. Well, now, now I'm kind of interested to like find out what these adverse effects are. Like, what? I'm trying to look well, apparently it's like yeah. they're like radioactive. It's like it's like um. Yeah. What I, re- I could have sworn I read it that it was like it was like ten times worse than like the Chernobyl uh, atmosphere. Yeah, it says that it affects us on a cellular level. Yeah. And that a replica, replica, replicated moon dust, I guess that was created in a lab, proved toxic enough to kill up to ninety percent of the lung and brain cells exposed oh my to it. Gosh. So I don't know how, like, how long of a period. Yeah. Or we, if it's just like one breath and you're, you're gone. Just real quick, let's talk about how messed up it is that like the government is creating fake moon dust. <laughs> To see its adverse side effects on people, just that the same. Also concerning. <laughs> just they're, the same as they're yeah. they're making, like, they're making black holes. Really? Do you guys know that? The government's like, like yeah. making black holes, and they're like, "Oh, it doesn't matter because they don't they don't stay open long enough to matter." But it's I like, well, we about that what if they do? Yeah. <laughs> what if it does, and it starts swallowing everything, and you created it? Oh dear. Whoops. <laughs> whoops. Oh, whoops. Yes, but yeah. <laughs> Whoopsies. Whoops a doodle. I made this a boo boo. article I'm looking at is talking about like creating moon dust and in, in yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at here saying that they've kind of tried to uh look some of the data looking to compare the lunar dust has also looked at people who have been like exposed occupationally. Uh, to like mineral dust so miners like industrial settings as well as people who live in really close proximity to active volcanoes so comparing it to the volcanic ash at the same time interesting so like those are the two ways that they're able to kind of simulate it on a different level um but not to the same full effect Hmm. as like lunar dust weird well that's uh something new that i didn't know yeah (laughs) now you do just slightly anxious about but <laughs> now you do do we do we want to jump from from there into hollow earth or do you guys have other things that you want to talk about with the hollow moon because okay go ahead um more moon um just like kind of in terms of why there's like suggestions that that it's hollow um a couple of things that they suggested were that basically out of all the moons in the solar system ours is like the fifth largest so there's no other planet out there that we're aware of has a moon that is as like proportionally big as ours is to us so all the other moons sorry all the other planets that have moons that are our moon size or that massive are like the really big gas giant planets 
Um, so it's kind of a, an oddity in that regard. Um, mm -hmm. The other kind of point they brought up is that the moon also perfectly eclipses the sun because it's the exact like one four hundredth size of Earth, and the Earth is like exactly one four hundredth the size of the sun. So people suggest that there's actually like zero odds of that perfectly happening um, because eclipses also don't exist anywhere else in the solar system. It's just us. Interesting. Yeah. So, but some people have also kind of suggested, well, it's also like if you're thinking in terms of like the Big Bang theory, okay. you know, everything would have had to have aligned perfectly by chance for that to have occurred. So the same saying should be like taken that in the same sense, the moon has become, has been created basically almost perfectly to orbit us in such a way to align perfectly. And that basically it wouldn't happen if it wasn't like by pure hundred percent chance and just is exactly the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. And, like, same with our axis of rotation and stuff with it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, you, the same thing could be said about life itself, right? Like, mm -hmm. if everything didn't perfectly align, if something was even slightly off, like, we just wouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So, like, right. you kind of have to just lean into the fact that it's not necessarily, if you're going with, like, the logical aspect, it's not necessarily by design. It just is, like, perfect chance in the cosmic way things have mm -hmm. um, gone through. Um, I mean, could you yeah. apply lizard person science to the Earth True. itself and maybe come up with a theory on how we were created by the lizard people maybe. to act as food for them? So everything aligning perfectly it doesn't even matter. Like, it, we were created for this specific purpose. Isn't that the theory? Yeah. That's what I read. Yeah, like maybe that they're just they created us exactly. Yeah, that they they created us, and then they created us so that they would have a sustainable food source because they eat our babies. Is what I read. Oh wow! I think David. I don't know. There may be David Ike may contradict himself. He's written enough books that <laughs> that's possible. I don't think it was but, him that said it though. I thought it was a. Let me see if I can find it. But, um, from what I was listening to today, he was saying that um, at, at some point in our history, and I think this is where he referenced, is that humans were a, quote, perfect society, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we were peaceful, we were smart, creative, uh, everything was great. And the lizard people are, are like this... Uh, parasite that infiltrated humanity and created essentially all of the like negative aspects of humanity right like greed and fear uh to like mm -hmm. help keep us in check uh while they fed off of us yeah here we go right here yeah. here we go <laughs> humans were created by reptilian aliens those aliens are either known as anunnaki or just reptilians uh, they created humans as a sort of science experiment, but now they feed on our babies. Uh, we live in a reptilian world that they need to eat, and we are part of that system. Uh, some believers say that that's why institutions like the Catholic Church promote human propagation to such an extent. Mm. Boom. 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 Interesting. I'll link the... I'll link the... Boom. Yeah, and I'll I'll post um I'll post the video I watched. I'm not sure how old it was. Um, oh, thank you, Timon. It was like on his actual YouTube page. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll find it and uh, post it here in a second. So, Perfect. hello Earth. Oh, I have one more thing on Halloween. I'm so sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm in. I'm done. So one other part, I guess, of like just the astronauts was suggesting that like the reason there was only 17 Apollo missions was because they found alien life, which is people suggested like Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin saw or like confirmed that they had those UFO sightings. And it kind of helped confirm that it was in fact like an alien spacecraft. 
Isn't that the the plot of that movie, Apollo 18? That's exactly what I was going to say, which leads me to Apollo 18, which is one of the best moon movies ever. And if you haven't seen it, I've actually never (laughs) seen it, but it does sound really good. So quick side story. My dad is like a huge moon dork, loves the moon, loves reading about astronauts. Nerd. I know. I think it was one of those things where growing up, you know, being born in the late 50s, you're growing up watching the space race. It kind of left a... uh, an impression on him um but yeah he he loves apollo 18 it's one of his favorite movies and the tagline is like there's a reason we didn't go back to the moon (laughs) yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that's great Um, yeah let's let's move on to hollow earth dude on that on that hollow earth is wild (laughs) it's wild guys i i had trouble finding information specifically related to lizard people because every time i looked up hollow earth i always also got nazis giants like yeah. vikings exactly so I was, like really confused as yeah. to like is this a single theory is this multiple theories so like i'm interested to see what you guys have, have it's to say about the it. <laughs> best theory because you have giants a full clan of woolly mammoths you have vikings <laughs> You have Nazis, and Adolf Hitler is hanging out down there with the lizard people. Yeah, like, he's chilling. He's just, just chilling. hanging out, man. How awesome is that theory? How awesome is that theory? Just <laughs> wild. Not to mention, it goes into the Hitler death conspiracy that he didn't actually die because... Yeah. Like, he faked his death or whatever and moved to uh, New Schwabia, which is, like, a a part of Antarctica, or maybe it's the Arctic. Either way, uh, that the Nazis, like, laid claim to, and they were going to build, like, a Nazi base. And so it kind of, like, goes along with that theory that he's just hanging out in the core of the Earth with lizard people and giants. Yeah. And... Here we are now talking about it. Yeah. So it turns out he didn't go to Aunt Argentina. He went to Agartha, which is apparently that earth inside our earth. Right. The earth within the earth. Earth within yes. an earth. Yes. Now you guys are getting it. <laughs> now you guys are getting it. We're getting on that level. Yeah. And the thing, the, the, <clears throat> the interesting thing to me about this hollow earth is that there's like Quite a few believers about it, like the uh, the um, the scientist that the Halley's Comet is named after. He believed that the Earth was hollow and that there was holes. Really? Yeah, that there was holes at the the North and South Pole that you could like yeah. travel through to get was, inside. Was he the one who had the multiple Earth layers, or was that yes. different? Okay, his okay. his diagram was crazy. So so what? Base essentially what happened was. That scientist, I can't remember his first name, I probably can't even pronounce it, but it's it's Haley from Haley's Comet of Fame. Um, he determined that it was the, the Earth was hollow and there was like there was the two the two holes living or two holes at the north and the south pole. And then some other dude, um, I can't remember his name, but um, he said that it was like rings inside and they were like illuminated so that they it was almost like layers inside the earth um so take that for what you want i guess but (laughs) yeah yeah Um, i saw or i read through something that said that the shell of our earth is about like 800 miles thick Mm -hmm. and then suspended in the center of that hollow space is like an interior sun that has like day and night sides to it mm-hmm. and yeah like you said the north and south poles are actually openings that like lead into the interior of the earth right yeah what is a day and night side of the sun so like i don't know one side of, <laughs> i just like i'm just trying to to imagine that and i can't quite get there <laughs> i yeah i don't i don't know what that means i don't know how like how you would I don't know how you would picture that other than like one side is a sun and one side is a moon. 
but that doesn't what are you talking about there's obviously a bright side to the sun and a not so bright side to the sun. Yeah. what are you talking about it's like a it's like a, f a flick of a switch you just you just turn it off when you want to go to sleep yeah <laughs> but I, I you know what this this theory is fun to me listen Be i have one of those like sunlight lamps <laughs> simulate daylight you know i just press a button all of a sudden it's sunlight and i press a button again and it's not maybe that's how the inside <laughs> sun works it's like the phillips sunlight lamp yes yes exactly There's just one big button yeah exactly um the gentleman's <laughs> name that came up with like the rings um inside the inside the hollow earth his name is john sims and like i said he he actually went as far as to say like he he firmly believed it, and not only did he firmly believe it, he, like, bet his life on it that what he was saying is true. So, he had to be pretty damn confident to bet his entire life on it, or he could just be insane. <laughs> so, yeah, just saying. <laughs> I think, um, I think it said that the one of the first people to have found the inside world. Okay, so first of all, the inside world or the inside the earth. I don't know if you guys saw the similar things, but I, I kind of read it was supposedly like this really lush, like tropical paradise. Mm -hmm. Um, and it like we said, the humans, aliens, the giants, and Hitler. it's supposed to yeah, Hitler it's supposed to house all those advanced races. But here's the thing about the Hitler theory is a lot of the, the the sources I saw generally kind of saw the people that live there that they have this really superior technology to us, um, but they're super peace loving as well, and that they live really healthy lives for hundreds of years, and that's kind of why their technology is ahead of us. So some people kind of thought that Hitler could have escaped to the underground world, but there's some thought too that because of the ancient society that's already living down there that the potential disputes and their superior technology would suggest that maybe he didn't or maybe he went there and didn't make it if you were to believe that he went to the hollow earth wait are you saying that if he if he had wait if he had actually gotten there yeah they, they might not have let him in is I think oh okay yeah okay because they're like we know we know what you've done <laughs> you're yeah, not allowed basically. in here <laughs> yeah this is a cool place for cool kids only <laughs> yeah so, I think something I was reading said that the like average lifespan was what like 1400 years or something some yeah. like crazy number like in the thousand average you know yeah a, a normal <laughs> amount of time right so I linked a page in all of our chats mm. right and about halfway down or so, a little over halfway, there's a picture with like a map of Agartha or Garta. Agartha? There's no H at the end, but I'm going to say it's Agartha. Anyways, um, so it, I'm telling you right now, this is wild because it's got like taxi services. Like this one goes to the Venus, this one goes to other galaxies, this one goes to everything. And it's got like different cities inside of it, apparently. Oh, yeah, that kind of reminds me as well, actually. There's like the city of Shambhala on there, which is supposed to be like this mystical um, divine city in that you can access through to get to from Nepal, which is also like the storyline of Uncharted 2. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But apparently it's in the Hollow Earth as well. Yeah. Another fun fact. Um, in Nazi zombies, like Call of Duty Nazi zombies, right? The paradise world or place dimension is called Agartha. Really? Is it? Yep. It is. Oh, it's all tying together. Yep. So. Everything's coming full circle. There you go. <laughs> It all comes for it all comes back to tremors though. It all comes back to tremors. <laughs> because there's underground worms down there too, probably. Oh, um Apple Angel brought up a point here, Tinny, that you mentioned to me earlier that they found a hole in Antarctica. If you yes. want to chat about that at all. Yes. They sent that to me and I, 
I couldn't read it in time or watch the yeah. video. So it disappeared for like 43 years, 42, 43 years. And then it reappeared. And it's not like this is like near the coast. Um, it's like 100 miles inland um, from any water. And it's just like a lake surrounded by ice um, <clears throat> in the middle of Antarctica, basically. And so I thought that that was kind of interesting that we're talking about how there's holes to, you know, the center of the earth, essentially. Um, yeah. Wait, and, so you're saying that the entrance exists but disappeared for a short amount of time and then reappeared? Not saying that it was the entrance. All right, don't paint me like a crazy person. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> wait, this is this is an actual body of water that just appeared. Yeah. It, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Apparently, when it first <laughs> appeared, when they first noticed it, it was the size of Oregon. Um, and, and now this is in the An Antarctic. Yes. And then it disappeared for forty-two or forty-three years, something like that, and then it's recently reappeared. In like 2017 2018 somewhere in there and now it's the size of maryland i think um you're gonna have to fill me in is that smaller or bigger than oregon it's smaller it's, it's actually okay, five so. times smaller than oregon yeah. okay. so it's getting smaller but the fact that it it disappeared and then reappeared it comes back and forth is it's like it's like stephen king's it basically well so i think originally the entrances or the the entrance being in the arctic wasn't that proposed by um someone in the military that in, that flew over yeah i can't remember what his name yeah. is oh it's um it's richard bird because he did yeah. the, he set the world record flight to the North Pole. And so yeah. there was suggestion that when he was making that flight, he ended up somehow making contact with the Agarthans. Yeah. And they wanted to make him their ambassador. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, and as, I'm sorry, I'm just going back to what you were saying, Tin Man, uh, about this kind of body of water showing up. Yeah. But according to Bird, or Burn? Bird? Bird. Yeah. Uh, he, as he was flying over, I think it was just like this almost like seamless transition between like the Arctic and then all of a sudden he was seeing like lush forests and woolly mammoths and stuff. Yeah. So it's like a little bit contradictory to... I think the the general theory of the entrance being at the poles, mm -hmm. but it is it is um uh there are some similarities I would say. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not like uh, birds stumbling upon it is the first time that people have tried to. There's been a bunch of like proposed expeditions to go to these supposed um, entrances to the hollow earth. Uh, there was one guy that wanted to go to the Antarctic. Um, can't remember his name, but he he like he had it all planned out. He was like, anybody that wants to go, you can join me. The only problem is it's like twenty thousand a person. So oh my God. yeah, twenty thousand dollars to fly over or for the expedition. Yeah, just to go find out if there was actually a hole in Antarctica where you could go inside and. Like, yeah, it's, it's get to Agartha. So, did they go or no? N no, I think he couldn't. He couldn't get enough people to like join him. So he was like, you know what? This is dumb. He couldn't fund the expedition. <laughs> yeah, I did find a um an article just now that kind of explains the hole in Antarctica <coughs> to okay. a certain degree. If if you feel like stretching into that that realm at all. Um, we're here we're in it sure, let's do yeah, it, let's so, do it. <laughs> i mean it's a little more sciencey so basically like they they've noticed you know the hole was here previously it went away and it comes back um so researchers have uh kind of put together this information using like satellite and data and they found that these holes are actually called polyneas 
-hmm. And so they're, they're supposed to be scars from cyclonic storms. So it suggests that swirling, like the inward winds of a cyclone, which can reach like 117 kilometers an hour, which is, I think, 72 miles per hour for you guys, can have waves of like six meters high, kind of push the Antarctic ice pack in all directions away from the eye of the storm, almost like a drill down into the water, essentially. And that's what's caused this hole. It's like it's almost like this massive drill into it. That's really scary. <laughs> yeah. So apparently it's like, it's just like, yeah, this is a thing. Interesting. So potentially what you were talking about, that the large body of water is showing up could be one of these. Yeah. It, it, that is what it, they, you know, it said it was. I just didn't think that, I didn't think to remember that name. Plinos, <laughs> or however you say it. Um, Plinos, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, so yeah, but, I guess they kind of like you know, like I said, I thought it was just it was just interesting, given that we were talking about openings to the Hollow Earth. Yeah, Hitler. But I mean, <laughs> who's to say that the cyclones aren't sent in from the lizards via the moon? so they can gain access to the hollow earth. I'm just throwing that out there. There you yeah. go. They, they drop into the center of the cyclone, transports <laughs> them straight down. Boom. We figured it out. We got them. Pack it up, boys. We got them. <laughs> Pack it up. <laughs> but uh, some of these, so if you guys, I'm sure you probably looked at them, but some of the illustrations of what the entrances look like at the poles are pretty are pretty funny. I, well, I say funny. I, it's just like the idea of the earth having a big hole in it. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. I just think of it as like earth's belly button and it's just like there. <laughs> well, not, not only that, all right, but let's get into this a little bit, all right? So if you look at that picture that I, I was telling you guys about, it's like halfway down that page. There's just, it's like two semicircles. It's like two parentheses around this Agartha. Yeah. And they don't touch, obviously, because otherwise it wouldn't be a hole. <laughs> but but it, given what we know about physics and stuff, this couldn't work because there would be no gravity. Because Wait, man, this this can't this couldn't work. No. This isn't science. And I'm going to tell sound. you why. <laughs> well, I'm then gonna, what are we doing? <laughs> I'm going to tell you why. Because. The Earth's molten core is what gives us our gravity. So if this central sun and Agartha is there, mm-hmm. we don't have gravity. Now, I did watch a video that if there were a hole that led through the Earth like that, we would it would take 37 minutes to get from one pole to the next. And we would, we would fall until we reached terminal velocity, and then we would slow down, and we would just be able to like step out on the other side and keep walking. Like nothing ever happened. So it it would only take 37 minutes because you're basically just being like free falling? Yeah. Like pushed through? Mm Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, 37 minutes. You would be going that like fast enough. Yeah, you're going like, I think what the science or what the math said, it was like six miles per second or something like that. (laughs) Oh my God. How fast you? But the thing is, so if you're I mean, obviously the human body couldn't handle that, but if you'd get how much G force would that be? A lot, <laughs> a freaking lot. <laughs> but you'd be going six miles per second until you reach the middle, and then you'd start slowing down because you'd be go- falling up. Does that make sense? Oh, okay. So you would totally. slow down on your yeah. Oh, totally. So, okay, sorry. Just to clarify here. You're not just <laughs> ripping through this hole of Earth's belly button. You're starting to slow down as you start to fall up. So you're not going to just shoot out the other side into space like a cannon? No, you would actually, if when you reach the other side, you would be able to just you just stop and just start walking like nothing ever happened. You would just, <laughs> It'd just be totally normal. You're fine. Right. I mean, you'd probably be cold because it's the, pol- the polar ice caps. But yeah, you'd just be able to walk. Well, you would have been cold going in. However, however, that's true. You would be dressed appropriately. However, (laughs) since there's no gravity, you would just float forever in the middle. You would just hang out 
in like limbo, basically. Okay. Would you float around the sun or would you get sucked into the sun and there, become a, a crispy boy? If there's no gravity, you would you would all just be hanging out at the at the top. Okay. And like bumping into each other. Like bumper cars and <laughs> I was gonna space. say so it's like endless bumper cars. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Alright, this got um, way out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> my gosh. I do have one thing that kind of people have somehow suggested as evidence of there being a second sun. Um, so if, did you guys come across the, the cola super deep hole? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see that. So yes. it's just, um, the cola peninsula is in Russia. Mm-hmm. And so they're basically they're the theory is, or not the theory, but the, the science behind it is like, you know, we know so much about our galaxy, but we actually know so little about earth. Like, mm-hmm. we know so little about the ocean. We actually know very... We know more about the moons, essentially. I don't know anymore after tonight. I feel like we know less about yeah. the moon, But <laughs> we know more about the moon, so to speak, than the Earth's crust. Like yeah. The inside of it. Because we've never actually been able to get down to the bottom of it. So there's been attempts to drill down, like, as far as possible. So this Kola super deep hole is one area where in Russia that they're they're drilling down. I think it's the deepest mm-hmm. hole currently. And it goes almost eight miles down. Um, and so one of the reasons why they think that there's a second sun is that they near the bottom of the hole, um, the temperatures there on the earth have reached like 180 degrees Celsius, Mm -hmm. which for you guys is like 356 Fahrenheit. I did the conversion, Um, which (laughs) so they, they suggested that's evidence of the second sun because they actually expected a really different temperature for how far into the earth's crust they drilled. Like if we're expecting that it's all these different layers of earth and we have one core, like regular old earth, plain old earth, then it shouldn't only have been like a hundred degrees Celsius at that point in the distance that they've traveled, but it was significantly larger. So some people have kind of suggested, oh, that means that the second sun is there and we're so close. <laughs> oh, so it was a lot hotter than they were expecting it to be. Yeah, like significantly hotter. Interesting. Yeah, because it looks like the cola hole goes even farther than the Mariana Trench. Yes. I uh, I linked a diagram. Hold on, let me, I can post it as well. Perfect. But um, yeah, it shows, it's, yeah. Wow. Okay. It is a very deep hole. <laughs> you know, you know what really surprises me, and I guess it really shouldn't, is that in like Russia, they're trying to figure out how deep they can drill, you know, to see if there's, you know, like see what's down there and stuff. That's what they spend their money on for research. And in America, we spend our money on to see if a shrimp can run on a treadmill. <laughs> Different strokes. Yeah. You know, that just kind of reminds me, we have a Minecraft server, and what my one friend, all he does is dig a hole to get to the bottom. He is, in fact, the, the Russians of this scenario of our Minecraft Russians. server. What? And I'm very much the person trying to put a shrimp on a treadmill. <laughs> what is at the bottom? Of the Minecraft server? Yeah. Bedrock? Oh, have you ever played Minecraft? Yeah, oh, you okay. Can't get, you, there is a bottom. But we always go to bedrock so we can find diamonds. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other thing. Yes. Oh, man. But yeah, they're just out there digging that hole. And it's bigger than the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs. That's insane. Really? That's the why? Wait, the hole is? The Cola Super Deep Borehole. Yeah, it's bigger than the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs, according to that diagram that you linked. Wow, she, yeah. didn't, she didn't even watch it. She didn't even look at it. I can't see it. Wait, it's it's long. It's longer. Not not bigger. Not it's just longer. Yes. Gotcha. It doesn't always have to be about longer. Width. All right. <laughs> longer isn't always better. That's all I'm saying. That's the one thing I want to say on it. And that's it. <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's uh yeah that that diagram is is pretty neat. So it's very interesting. Okay, so final thoughts on hollow? Not not even final thoughts. Do you think it's plausible that the moon is hollow? 
Uh, I, I don't. I'm not. You're not. Like, a, you're not I'm a believer. Lizard people. I'm not a hollow moon believer. Okay. It's good. Oh, um, this is tough. No, I don't think I believe it. Okay. I don't believe it either. I don't, okay. I don't believe it either. <laughs> you right. uh, you noticeably went last, I think, to gauge our response. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe it either. I think, I think that there's a lot we don't know about the moon, but I think we would probably know if it was made out of metal and hollow by now. Yeah. That's but, if, I mean, there's a lot we don't know about our own Earth. You're right, because none of us have ever taken a trip to Agartha yet. So I know. let's get on it. We don't even know if our own Earth is hollow. I mean, maybe we should get that in check before we start thinking about whether or not the moon's hollow. Right. Now, <laughs> me saying I think we would know if it was hollow and made of metal. So it can't be made of metal and be hollow only further perpetuates the rumor that we actually didn't go to the moon just saying <laughs> just saying i don't believe that one either but i'm just saying i was gonna say that's diving into a whole nother realm of conspiracy. i know maybe for, for another episode potentially i love it it's so, i love the crazy yeah the it's crazy. yeah it's like we said before it's it's an onion you gotta kind of hop off to one layer to deep dive into the next yeah all right, so Hollow Earth. How are we all feeling about Hollow Earth? I don't know. I don't think so. No, you don't. You I don't believe in Hollow not, Earth either. It's not for me. No. Yeah, I just, I can't. I don't think I can put myself onto it. <laughs> as much as I want to believe in Agartha and the city of Shambhala, and that there's this really awesome race of peace-loving people. Yeah, Vikings, woolly mammoths. Yeah, a lush tropical paradise. I want to believe in it. I really want to believe in it. I want to believe that there's just giants riding woolly mammoths, <laughs> and they're hanging out with lizard people, like high fiving them. <laughs> they're doing conga lines. They're a right. party it's just it's just one giant luau down there. <laughs> I really I really want to believe that, but science just doesn't doesn't hold it up doesn't doesn't hold up just, I mean, he, yeah here's here's a question uh thought-provoking question okay what if there are people exactly like us inside the earth talking about whether or not the earth has an outside <gasps> oh my god <laughs> there <laughs> Oof. What if we're the people inside the Earth? Oh. And there's like a whole little theory. mini galaxy, but we're actually inside a much bigger planet. Actually, and we're I think, microscopic. I think that was actually proposed by someone. It's like <laughs> it's like the concave Earth. Yes. Hold on. Oh. Yes. Uh, yeah. Pirate Monkey does bring up a good point. Hollow Earth is real. Brendan Fraser proved it. It is the topic of a bunch of, you know, stories and movies, the journey to the center of the earth. That's true. Actually, so journey to the center of the earth, good one. Another one that's kind of in that mindset is actually Dante's Inferno. Like that really oh, yeah. old Italian text where he goes through, you know, hell, hell, though. hell, purgatory, but he goes up through paradise. So with the suggestion of like that's the true. deep layers going down to come back out. Mm. Yeah, that's one. And it kind of fits with the the rings inside of the hollow earth theory yeah hmm. interesting our layer is inhabited by creatures multiple layers that would be that would kind of be neat <laughs> oh man interesting oh it is it is a wild ride i know i'm so glad you guys are here with me <laughs> Never in my life did I think I would be able to talk about Hitler and woolly mammoths in the same subject. <laughs> but here we are. It's been fun. Living the dream. This yeah. is the freaking dream, guys. We this made is it. Why we freaking made it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, oh gosh. 
But, you know, yeah, Journey to the Center of the Earth is a big one. Um, trying to think of more that have dealt with the same subject. Is the, what's that one other movie that's like the Journey to the Center of the Earth? The Land That Time Forgot? There is another... It might be. Um, okay, so there's Journey to the Center of the Earth. Uh, it says... Oh, goodness. Um, the narrative of Arthur Gordon Pym of Nantucket. That's an Edgar Allan Poe novel, apparently, about it. Um... I don't see... It's not the land of time forgot. Although that is a good movie, by the way. There's the whole uh, Moleman uh, like franchise. Oh. I mean, that's more about... I mean, that's different creatures coming from the center of the earth. All right, Biscuit. All right. So if if Hollow Earth doesn't exist, if it's not real, right? Yes. where does Godzilla come from? Oh. Because he he can't he's so damn big, he can't stay under the ocean forever. I see you're referencing uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yes. Yeah. Which I you didn't like. I'm not crazy about. <laughs> oh, okay. Here's the thing. I am hardcore anything Godzilla. Dude, so are we. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Godzilla sitting behind me right now. You can't really see him, but he's there. <laughs> this guy has a poster, I think. Or she did. You, you can see his leg in my view right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's about yeah. it. Godzilla's awesome. <laughs> King of the Monsters. Yeah, King of the Monsters isn't really... I don't really like to subscribe to that uh, Godzilla mythos. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then, does Godzilla live in the Hollow Earth? Is that where he scurries off to all the time? Does yeah, he know the duh. way in? He's okay. chilling down there with Hitler okay. <laughs> and the know. woolly mammoths, <laughs> and they're just like high five and nonstop and like smoking <laughs> weed. That's what they're doing down there. Oh my god! <laughs> An interesting theory to me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my it's God. as plausible as the moon being hollow and being a spaceship to another world. I su- Yeah, you know what? That's fair. I mean, maybe Godzilla lives in the fourth dimension. And so he just pops in and out. He's just like, what's going on Is up he here? The king of the lizard people? Oh! Dude! <laughs> <laughs> The next movie, King of the Monsters, King of the Lizard People, King of the Moon. That's after Godzilla versus King King Kong. That's the that's the fifth movie. Okay, sounds good. (laughs) Oh, I I would watch. I would watch that Godzilla. Oh yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Hmm. Well, do you guys have any other uh, questions, comments? Parting words about yes, I do. Okay. Hang on, <laughs> hang on. Hit us with it. All right. So, biscuit. I know you've seen it, Shin Godzilla, right? Yes. Where we we've we've like conversed about the the, the character design for Godzilla, where there's like people, ah uh, yes, and like yes. whatever in his tail and stuff. Uh-huh. What if he actually is the king of the lizard people, and he he's like births- he's like feeding off of humans and they become a part of him and then he births new lizard people there you go enter godzilla 99 (laughs) god dang it dude i'm done Uh (laughs) where it's a female and not a male and matthew broderick shows up okay gives Uh it a pregnancy test I'm out. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to go where you're going. I'm a little bit lost, but uh... it works all right. Okay. All I'm saying is Godzilla '99 with Matthew Broderick is not a Godzilla movie. That's all I'm saying. Okay. But still a good movie. It's a fun. It's a fun movie. It's a fun monster movie, but it's not a good Godzilla movie. Fight me. I think we can all just agree it's no Tremors. 
<laughs> You're damn right. <laughs> they recently put all of those on Netflix, and I have been having a field day. Back-to-back so. Tremors every day. Legit, yes. How many Tremors movies are there now? There's six. six? Working six? on number six? seven. Yeah. Oh, no, they're not. Yeah. Oh my god, Tremor seven. Was six the one uh, in the in the Arctic? Yes. Okay, yeah, I watched that one recently. Oh my yeah. god, it's actually pretty Tremors good. Seven. It's, yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. It's pretty good. Wow. It's pretty good. I'll put it on my list. <laughs> Do it. Do it. All right. Well, that's all I've got. I'm fully. I'm. I'm out. <laughs> have you been able to purge all the David Icke theories out of your brain, biscuit? I have. I have. I just need to like just forget everything I've heard. <laughs> Let it all go. <laughs> um, no, it's been it's been good. I've enjoyed our uh back to back kind of lizard person double feature. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Feature feature. Fun. Thank you guys so much for having me back again so soon. I'm honored. My good Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you for your, agreeing to do it, yeah. Lizard lizard people contribution. <laughs> Agreed. Fantastic. All right. Well if there's nothing else guys, uh I think we're we're good here. Fantastic. Yeah. Right, I well, think so too. Yeah. Well have a great night guys. You too. I hope you guys Catch have you a good night. Right. See ya. Bye. See ya. This has been another Tin Biscuit review with Hotter Biscuit, me, and Tin Man. Stream live on Twitch every other Tuesday. Make sure to check the description for useful links and feel free to leave a review. Thanks, everyone.